You are listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for Plano Pulse with your hosts, Jamie Jolly and Jeff Beckley. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse, recorded here at the Plano Chamber office located in the Legacy Texas Business Center. I'm Jamie Jolly, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Jeff Beckley, 2018 Board Chair of the 2018 Chamber of the Year, the Plano Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. Before we introduce you to our special guest, we'd like to take a moment to share a message from the sponsor of today's episode, Rose Food Service. Rose Food Service is a Plano-based small business offering commercial catering services. Their clients include City of Plano, Plano ISD, where they serve lunch to 400 children a day, and numerous businesses and organizations, including your Plano Chamber of Commerce. Steve Vitasic, executive chef and owner, is a graduate of Leadership Plano and has sponsored the program for over a decade. Need catering services for your business meeting or social event? Get started by visiting rosecateringplano.com or calling 469-443-0406. Just looking for a great lunch? Steve invites you to stop into his cafe inside the Collin County Courthouse in McKinney. Thank you again to our great friends at Rose Food Service for sponsoring today's episode. We are excited to introduce you to today's special guest. She's one of the undisputed leading ladies of Plano's art scene, as well as a dedicated community volunteer. It's Sarah Eggleston Akers, founder and executive director of North Texas Performing Arts. Thank you for joining us, Sarah. Thank you, I'm thrilled to be here. Well, Sarah, uh, start us off by giving us some overview, uh, an idea of, of what the North Texas Performing Arts does and who it serves and, uh, and uh, just a little more information for those who aren't familiar with yes. North Texas Performing Arts. Yes, thank Arts. you. Well, North Texas Performing Arts was founded in 1991 as Plano Children's Theater by founding board members Rebecca Eggleston Queso, Dick Anthony, Lanny Wren, and myself. Over the years, we created McKinney Youth Theater, Frisco Youth Theater, Fairview Youth Theater, and NDPA Dallas. Our mission is to develop the character of youth through quality performing arts education and family entertainment. In addition, we have the Starcatcher Therapeutic Arts Program, NTPA Repertory, and NTPA Academy. In 2014, we adopted the name of North Texas Performing Arts to be the umbrella organization for all of our programs. Our programs include after-school and summer performing arts education classes, major productions featuring the best in Broadway (laughs) musicals and non-musicals, therapeutic arts for special needs youth and adults, a repertory theater which features productions with adults and youth, a homeschool conservatory new this year, and birthday parties. Wow, that's yes. just a few things on the, <laughs> on your to-do list. So y'all have been busy. It's a and, um, So recently you have relocated to a new home at the shops at Willow Bend. 
And um, I remember your former facility and have been in there several times. In fact, did a ribbon Sweet cutting. And small, yes. yes, intimate. We loved it. And mm. um, and now you've got this nice new space. So talk a little bit about how that partnership with the shops came to be and also talk about how you're enjoying that new space. Right. Well, well our path towards Willow Bend uh, Center of the Arts really started in 2012 with a strategic plan. Okay. Uh, led by our governing board president, Daryl Rodenbaugh. So our board and patrons and staff, we all got together and we decided that as lovely and as wonderful as that little space at 15th and Custer <laughs> was, which it really was, it was it was a wonderful space for us, we really needed a bigger and better learning oh, yeah. lab. So uh, in the summer of 2016, I was leading a presentation at the Plano Metro Rotary and was talking about how we were having to rehearse in the, sure. in the, in the, in the courtyard and outside on the parking lot and cancel, you know, move. It was, you know, just, we just didn't have enough space. And at the end of that presentation, a woman in the audience came up to me and said, we should talk. And that woman was the visionary Amy Medford oh, of, of the shops of Willow Bend. She's the marketing director, as you know. And so we began to having discussions with them and a Starwood retail group, the, the people that actually own the mall. And our governing board president, Daryl Rodenbaugh, generously has served full-time project executive of the project. And he recruited a group of 150 volunteers oh to design, fundraise, build, and make that place happen. Uh, it's called the Willow Bend Center of the Arts because we want it to be, it's, it's, a, a, it's a community asset. We want people to come and enjoy it. We have about 4,000 people a week coming on the weekends alone to come wow. see performances. Uh, you know, it was a, a very special group. It was called the Team of Steel that cut over three miles of steel to build those platforms <laughs> and then put this cement board on called Dragon Board. Each panel weighed like 125 pounds. Uh, people gave their vacation to us in that year. That is and great. And it's just been, you know, I mean, Amy's won, the, the Shops of Willowman just won a huge award from the Business Council for the Arts with called the New Initiatives. I mean, she's She's going to allow tens of thousands of children find their voice in that new space. It's a terrific example of having the community come together and actually yes. help build the Performing Arts Center right. for well, a common cause. That's right. And, community and, and business. I mean, they had the vision, you know, Starwood. I mean, they're just giving us a, uh, you know, a, a million dollar in-kind gift in rent. Yeah. Uh, just well, huge. And I think there's a lot of dialogue about malls and whether they'll be relevant in the years to come. And I think this example is a great example of how you can repurpose and reuse space and really create it, like you said, a community asset. Bring people in that maybe wouldn't come into the mall otherwise or within our community. And so... Um, I think it's a great use of that space, and I applaud Amy and Starwood yes. and, and your efforts to kind of bring that to fruition. Yeah. And, 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 they're, and they're doing so many things for so many yeah. nonprofits. I mean, you know, they had the Kiwanis uh, Butterflies. We had the the big event for uh, the Celebration Station for North Texas Giving Day there. And yeah. they just let us use the space. They're really um, community leaders. Yes. Well, it's interesting to me to see that, you know, even through the transition to the new facility, you all have been putting productions on right and left. It seems like you've always got something going on. Oh, and over yes. the years, um, I mean, I don't know if you have an exact count, but I'm sure it's 
in uh, you know over hundreds of productions, oh, thousands. Which of any of those productions <clears throat> that you've had over the years, what kind of holds special uh, a special place in your heart? Well, I, I love to, to direct. Uh, shows that I'm going to be able to work with kids and, and, and let them learn about history through the lens of a character. So I love directing Annie because then we can learn about the Great oh, Depression. Yeah. And then we, I, I love to direct the Sound of Music so we can learn about World War, War II. II yeah. wow. and, uh, and it just, it, all of a sudden you kind of get, the, all that reading in school all of a sudden goes, Oh, oh, connects. Oh, yep. It really connects for them, and it really helps them develop their character. And I think also then they carry it back to school with them. Well, yeah, it takes it beyond the textbook and puts it in a personal sense, right. obviously. Mm-hmm. So you fell in love yourself with the arts at a very, very early age. You started tap lessons at three years old. Yes. And um, I would say I did the exact same thing. That was my first entrance yes. into no, dance. You were, you were a beauty queen. I was. Yes, and, I love those um, pictures of I, you. I loved my I days guess. in tap I can shoes. imagine you. Um, how have the arts enriched your life? And um, how do you think that potentially less naturally talented individuals like myself and maybe even Jeff could incorporate what? What? <laughs> he's good at running marathons but how can we incorporate the arts into our own lives uh, I, I can't imagine uh, my life without art uh, yeah, but you know but uh, you know art is uh, something I started doing when I was three and I was dancing all around and so my mother saw that and encouraged it and put me into you know tap lessons with Texi Waterman uh, but it, you know, to me art is so much more than just dance or playing an instrument or acting on stage it's really an approach on how you live your life uh, be, being willing to try something new uh, to, uh, to create a, a recipe a, you know use a tried and true recipe and adding some new spices Mm -hmm. to make it interesting uh, to read a poem you know with great feeling and love to a loved one Um, and and I think as a parent uh, it's one of your it's one of your big responsibilities to allow your child to have exposure to the arts to try either piano or dance or or photography I mean like David Downs for goodness sake or or Janelle Twyford as as Silvis she's amazing Um, you know that's because you're gonna no matter what you do in life like all those kids that come in our program like 6,000 kids last year trained in our program not all those kids are gonna have a career in the arts but they're gonna use the skills that they learned on our stages no matter what they do and things like you know um, you know you say you're going to be in the play and you're going to learn your lines, then you better learn your lines. Right, and responsibility. You need to you need to be in rehearsal. I need to be present in rehearsal and have your heart and body and soul in rehearsal. Uh, teamwork, learning how to work as a team. You know, even with some people, sometimes that you don't like all the time. Sure. Yep. Well, and I would say the sitting in the audience in a live production and. Um, just as an audience participant, just seeing how other people react and respond. And, and I've been um, able to go to several Broadway plays. And I think just sitting there, you you really have a different perspective. You may have seen a movie about it or something, but seeing it live and seeing people take over those characters, it's really a different yeah, kind of I experience. I read something recently about uh, from a performer that said, it's not about hitting every note or hitting every line or hitting your mark every time. It's about the passion that comes through in the performance. That's what the audience really loves to see. And I, as right. a 
as an audience member and not necessarily someone with talent really appreciates and applauds that kind of passion that comes right. through, regardless of whether all the lines are spoken exactly as they True. are scripted. I agree. I, yes. I think it speaks to your soul. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we want to get to know a little bit more about Sarah, but before we do, let's take a quick break for a message from our presenting sponsor, Plano Pulse, Legacy Texas. I want a commercial banker who's focused on my satisfaction. Scratch that. I want a commercial banker who's focused on my success. At Legacy Texas, we're right there with you. You expect your banker to make sure you're happy. Helping your business succeed, that's what you really need from them. And whether you're a Fortune 500 company or a family-run enterprise, a Legacy Texas banker will help you successfully meet your business objectives. Legacy Texas, change your mind about banks. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're here with Sarah Eggleston Akers, founder and executive director of North Texas Performing Arts, located right here in Plano at the shops at Willow Bend. Thanks again for joining us today, Sarah. Thank you for so much for having me. Yes. So, Sarah, um, you've been a great member of the Plano Chamber, and um, I would like to think that we've been able to support you in different efforts. And um, I know I love to come see productions uh, that you all put on, but in 2016, we were thrilled to honor you with the Athena Award. Um, and we did so in recognition of all that you've done in our community, as well as your role in mentoring women, specifically young ladies that um, have partic participated in different productions throughout the years. Um, how have you seen participation in your program support young women? That Athena Award, I, I am still tingle when I think about that. Uh, it's a great be, honor. Uh, it really was. Uh, you know, those uh, women, uh, Florence Shapiro, Jean Newman, Maisie Moses, Andre Davis, and my sister, Rebecca, Rebecca Kaysen. It was a, it was a highlight of my life uh, and something I will always remember. Thank you. Yes. Uh, when I was very young, my music teacher, Mrs. McKnight, let me choreograph and dance starting in fourth, at fourth grade. I would get out of class. If I did my work, yes. uh, I could choreograph and direct starting in fourth grade, younger children. Uh -huh. And uh, so when I started playing at Children's Theater, I, I knew that I wanted to provide that same opportunity for uh, for, for young people, uh, both men and women. Um, we've had you know lots of people come through our program. Uh, Lindsay Lederer, uh, who was a graduate of our program, I'd start letting her direct and choreograph when she was young. Uh, Rebecca Johnson, Spinos, the same thing. Now she has her own theater company. Um, so I think I think it's real important that we that we try to give back for the next generation. That's great, and um, I would also say that Athena Award, um, as you mentioned, you joined great company with yes. um, the previous award winners. But but your your involvement goes beyond just the um, performing arts. You're also involved in Rotary and some other areas. So yes. talk a little bit about outside of just the. Um, kind of your work and your passion, what else are you doing in our right. community? Well, uh, the, the Plano Rotary, mm -hmm. uh, which I love. I love all those people. Um, I'm also on the board of uh, Child Protective Services and Foster Friends, and um, I'm going to be on the Women's Division Board this next year. Great. I'm really excited about that. Good. Yeah. You know, it, it helps, you know, it, it helps refresh you to be involved in other organizations and volunteers. It's, it's a re-energizes your spirit and and you learn such you know you learn new things and you meet such wonderful people um and it's um, good good for you and the, also you're doing good things good absolutely so uh, a few years ago uh to shift gears a little bit here a few years ago we had a 
rather memorable yes. uh, Best of Plano <laughs> event uh, yes. here at the Chamber. Um, and it was, uh, it was a production of, a mini production of The Wizard of Oz uh, that the North Texas Performing Arts Center actually um, choreographed and set up with the kids. And, and anybody that was there remembers that night and just how fantastic it was and how impressive the cast was. Um, right. Tell us about some of the anxieties that go into putting on a production like that, a live production in front of so many folks. I mean, there's so many potential points of, of failure along the way. Yes, indeed. How do you kind of manage those anxieties, especially when you're talking about a cast of young performers like, like uh, we had that night? Right. Um, how do you handle those kind of anxieties and, and uh, potential... Uh, issues that come on a production like yeah, that. I, I remember that it was such an honor to be asked to do that for the for the that chamber for Best of Plano, uh, the event of the year, I think. And uh, and we had uh, we had the fire chief and we had the the president yeah. of Collin College and Mayor Harry LaRosselier was yes, with the Tin right. Man, yeah. man that you know that with, with the giant heart and it was such a perfect role for him. Yes, uh, lots of fun. Uh, the kids still talk about it. Uh, and, and have we had epic fails? Oh yes, we have. I, I've had. <laughs> Kids vomit on stage. Oh, oh my no. goodness! I've had flats fall over. I've had music tracks not work. Uh, but you know, you learn as an actor that you, you know, you you just have to stay calm and carry on. You just use it. You know, th that just becomes a part of the play. And you know, like oh, and, and if you know if someone doesn't come on, then you just have to keep talking and keep dancing. And then and then someone is part of that teamwork that we we develop. Someone, even if they're not really supposed to be coming on, you might someone comes on and brings something up. Or, or comes and put the flats up, or just, or else you just sing the song a cappella. <laughs> right, right, right. Just you, know? keep, you just roll and with that, it. And we, we, call, we call it rehearsal for life because, right, that's life. That's exactly right. You know, every we're all are gonna come upon struggles. We're all gonna find things that are gonna happen to us that are not good and horrible, and you just have to just keep your faith. That's great. It reminds me of my days in corporate. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, right? Indeed. <laughs> well, um, so we talked a lot about what you do um, professionally, and you're very, very busy. But let's talk a little bit about how you relax and unplug when you're not in the theater or when you're not volunteering in our community. I know you've got kiddos and do, some I great do. things going on in your life. So talk I a little do. bit about that. Well, of course, I love spending time with my family. I have a wonderful son, Joshua, and just delightful daughter-in-law, Victoria. And of course, my sister's family, Rebecca, and her, and her husband, Chris, and their children, Catherine and Christopher. And then I've got, you know, great friends in the, in the community. And then, you know, NTPA is, it is really a family and it is a home to me. And uh, I know that when, you know, Josh was in the Marines and I was so, such a worried mother, you know, Daryl sure. and Lisa Rodenball and Ellie Marsh and the whole board and that whole community just kind of buoyed me up. And, and there wasn't a holiday that came around that, that people weren't inviting me over to make sure that I was okay. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, that place is a blessing to me. That's great. It's a blessing to thousands of children and family. It is also a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. So you grew up here in Plano. I mean, you, Dallas, so yes. you've, you've seen this area change mm -hmm, over the years. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's kind of been your impression of Plano today to, to where it was uh, when you started the Performing Arts Center? Uh, I grew up in Dallas, and so when I moved to Plano in 1986, it was 
a relatively small community. And when you would go to the big fundraisers, we very quickly jumped in and, and got on the Gunslingers Ball and the Cancer Society. Uh, and you would go to all these events, and the same, the same wonderful people were putting all these events together. And, you know, the years have passed, and those groups have, have gotten larger, and we'll have people come in for different events. But you'll, you will, in Plano, there's, you are welcome to come to the party and to make wonderful things happen, is what I feel over and over again. Um, you are invited. This is, this is an inclusive party. We want you to be a part of it. So let's talk a little bit. You're great, Sarah, at um, engaging through the chamber. So your organization is a, a nonprofit, and um, you found ways to plug in. And I think it's important for our members to understand kind of the work of the chamber. But talk a little bit about um, how you've been able to benefit from being involved in the chamber of commerce. Oh yes, um, I I think the best thing I ever did uh, at the chamber. One of the things was I started coming to those Friday morning business, <laughs> exciting Friday yes. morning. You know, and you know, and I was you know, uh, you know, I'm in the arts, but it, it was an entrepreneur. You know, starting this mm -hmm. thing with fifteen hundred dollars and in the back of my brown van, um, and it that that Friday mornings helped me realize that that it was really a therapy for other entrepreneurs. You know, so we <laughs> all that. we. We all knew what it felt like to wake up in the middle of the night with sweat rolling down your back, worried about where you're going to have to money to, for payroll. You know, did did you remember to put you know oil in the car or, or whatever it was? Sure. Um, and uh, just that they had just the best and the biggest hearts. Uh, so I loved that, and I, I loved being an ambassador. Yeah. Uh, so that helped me. They helped me practice my presentation skills and going out and meeting new people and uh, talking to people. Uh, so it's it's. It, I really have used it to learn a lot about how to be a better uh, promoter for, for North Texas Performing Arts. That's great. So, yeah, I mean, that kind of, we've talked about it in previous uh, podcasts, our own personal, my own personal experience with it was, it, it is that anxiety of waking up every morning and not knowing where your next, you know, Dollar. check is going to come yes, from yes. and how you're going to put food on the table the next day. Um, and it really is a terrific support network to to engage in the business community. And yes. so from your perspective as a, a nonprofit, um, you know, leader, um, you know, what's been your sense of the best ways to go about kind of, you know, really kind of engaging that philanthropy discussion with entrepreneurs and business owners? Um, you know, how do we, how do you go about kind of funding for the North Texas Performing Arts Center. What's what are the best ways to engage the community? I, I think you have to go in, uh, go into it as it, it is a relationship, and you're not really you're not really asking for money. Uh, you're asking to get to know someone, um, and uh, you know the more people you know, it, 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 you, they may not have the money, but they may know someone else who has the money, and you're operating on goodwill. So that if you you get to know them. They see what you're doing. They see that you're a, you know, that your mission is is uh, is good, and you have the correct vision. Then they'll find support for it. So I mean, I, I can't see why every business in Plano should be a member of the chamber. And I'm not just saying that because I'm in this <laughs> podcast. I, yeah. I really believe that. But we we've been members almost since the very yes. beginning of our organization. Yeah. Um, and they should you become you should become active because you, if you're just in the book, it doesn't help. No. It's important to become involved it's, in the relationships. The, the yeah. worth is so worth your time. Yep. Well, great. So let's wrap up with a quick speed round. What's your favorite theatrical production? West Side Story. Oh, I love that one. Or Rent. West Side Story. I love Rent. 
so I'm going to go off script here, and I'm going to ask no, the question about... Of course you would. Favorite character in a theatrical performance? Favorite character. Oh, my gosh. Uh, probably Mrs. Hannigan. Oh, I've always oh wanted to play her. One of those times I'm going to take that part away from this kid. And <laughs> I love take that. it for myself. <laughs> Mrs. Hannigan. Yes. I love it. So what actress would, want, would, would you want to play you on stage if there was a production about you? Bet Midler. Oh, I love that answer. And la- last question: What would be the one musical or play that you would put? You would have everyone put on their bucket list as the performance to see. Les Mis. Les Mis. Les Mis. Oh, I that's like terrific. that. That's awesome. Well, that's about all the time we have today, Sarah. It's been great sitting down with you and chatting with you today and getting you to laugh. Well, we did that off the mic, but uh, we we wanted to get it on mic. (laughs) There's a little one. Thank thank you for your membership. Thank you for your support of the Chamber and the kind words that you say about the Chamber. Absolutely. uh, uh, We all believe that uh, the Chamber is an essential part of any business, profit or nonprofit. Yes. We also want to give a special thanks to Legacy Texas for their partnership as the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse. Speaking of sponsors, we are currently seeking episode sponsors for future installments of Plano Pulse. Contact us at the Chamber for more information on how to get your business in front of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode.